Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! It's Hot Kicks Friday. That's why Rod Jean's showing off his shoes. What's up, everybody? Happy 4th of July. I know it's not even July. July begins tomorrow, but that's okay because we're taking you into the weekend. It's going to be a long weekend here on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for listening. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Last show of the week, last show until next Thursday. So we'll we'll be off the air Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm not going anywhere. I got a lot of housekeeping stuff to do, but that's kind of <laughs> both actually at my house and at this house, the Missoula Broadcasting Company. But um, we're just doing it because it's sort of that, that, that's kind of how we roll. I always plan my time off, not necessarily around what I'm going to do, but just around the sports calendar. So when we come back, we already have the shows booked out for Thursday and Friday, and then we'll hit the ground running. And we'll be into, crazy to say, because it's only the middle of summer, we're going to be into football mode by the time we come back. Thank goodness. I, I know. I hate wishing time away. I really want to enjoy the summer. But I also am so excited to get rolling on all the football stuff. And there's going to be plenty of basketball stuff as well because NBA free agency, it starts six days from now. So there's going to be a ton of stuff to get to by the time we're back on the radio. But a ton of stuff to get to. Today as well, Rajim Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas here uh, from the ESPN MT studio. Hope you're having a great week. It's finally hot in Western Montana. We've been waiting for it forever. I, I don't know. I, I I haven't acclimated to it yet. I was sweating like I stole something, but uh, certainly welcome now that it is sort of the height of summer and uh, we got a, a great holiday weekend uh, coming up. Thanks for all the engagement this week. You gave us so many ideas of stuff to talk about. We'll get to. Each, each and every one of your inquiries and suggestions coming up uh, over the next couple weeks. So that's very cool. We have a bunch of different talking points today, though. First of all, a couple guests. Uh, Olivia Collins will join us. She's the Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year. So uh, she was going to join us yesterday, but she's in the midst of moving to Boise. She's a Bozeman Gallatin graduate. She's on her way to Boise State to play soccer. She is twice the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. She's been unbelievably dominant. So... Uh, Andrew Houghton will chime in with me. He is the curator and uh, founder, producer, creator, all that stuff of Soccer in Snow and Smoke. So we will use this uh, interview in that podcast. Maybe he even supplements it. He's also going to get with Brady Reed, the boys uh, Montana Soccer Player of the Year, Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year. So look forward to that on Montana, or excuse me, uh, Soccer in Snow and Smoke. Olivia Collins coming up about 4.15. We also have some fun storylines from around the city of Missoula. And uh, we also have some fun storylines 
from around the state of Montana when it comes to some big-time recruits. I think that the the common narrative, sort of the stereotype around kids that come out of Montana is that their ceiling when it comes to recruiting is the Grizz or the Cats. And that's great, but that's changing. There's a lot of kids getting recruited at a very high level, especially in track and field, but also now football and basketball. Brianna Williams, the Gatorade Player of the Year in girls basketball, she's headed to Maryland, so she's going to the Big Ten. That's impressive. I can't ever remember somebody from Montana going to the Big Ten. And Quinn Clark of Bozeman Gallatin, he's also committed to the Big Ten. He committed to Nebraska earlier this week, so we'll discuss uh, that uh, dynamic. And we also have... Rajim's favorite game. Smart or dumb? Dumb. <laughs> I have some questions for him. He's got some questions for me. And he's got some questions for both of us. And then we'll also get to the ESPN list that came out today. The 10 most intriguing players in the NFL. Uh, we'll discuss uh, our opinions on each of those guys. This is, uh, that is your show outlook here on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for uh, spending some time with us here on your Friday. It's a, because it's a Friday, it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. mm mm I'm not gonna lie, I'm doing a little experimentation on you, my guy. We always drink. It's, it's the wrong color. We always drink I the lotus. We drink the lotuses, but they got a new one. It's the gold one, the gold lotus. Uh, so I don't know what's in store. I think if they added it, that means it's really good. If they're promoting it, uh, Florence Coffee, great uh, coffee shop. There's kiosks all over the state of Montana. These lotuses are awesome, though. They're you know I like my blue drink. I mean, no, they're they're plant based energy Delicious. and uh, really steady caffeination, and also good for you. But they got a new flavor, the gold one, so uh, I'm letting Raj... Uh, he's better with the caffeine than I am. I'm certainly a caffeine fiend, but you can you can handle the caffeine a lot. Oh, I, I, there, there are three other people on this planet that can handle the same amount of caffeine, if not more. <laughs> is Two one of them... I was, is one of them stop, 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 stop. <laughs> You're stealing my smoke, son. Two I'm related to, and the other... Stands right on the other side of that glass. My caffeinated <laughs> comrade, I love you, respect, and honor your intake Thank on you. the daily. I honor your intake as well. Yes, I think I love you more than either one of us love our kidneys. What <laughs> <laughs> about my shirt, though? Tommy's got his pineapple shirt on. He's trying to bring the festive mood. I got to say, shout out to our guy, Tommy. He does so much around here. He's the one that gets he's us the, on he's the, the air every single day. We had a behind-the-scenes, I don't know, catastrophe. I, that's as good as I can explain it. We won't bore you with the details. Like one of my favorite coaches says, everybody's got problems. Nobody cares about yours. But <laughs> this guy saved the day. I mean, Tommy's worked the whole week. I mean, all the hours that exist in this week, Tommy's been here working. So thanks, This man. is your last chance to give me a raise. <laughs> and if after what I've done for you, you can't do it, I'm out. If if it was up to me, Tommy, I would double your salary after what you did uh, this week. I, I With that being love, said, man. folks, tonight at 7, we're having a rent party for Tommy over here at the radio station. Please come down and donate to this man's future. He needs it. He needs more pineapple shirts. <laughs> Gotta love it. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Fun time of year because I, we don't really have anything to talk about. So we have everything to talk about. That's what makes uh, the summer in Sports Talk Radio uh, super fun. I think the Lotus just kicked in. Hey, we both go. Let's go. We're only a quarter through. I know. My eyelids are kind of clicking. I feel <laughs> like a bug right now. It's like click, 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 click. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. It's a Friday night. You can stay up late. Long holiday weekend. At least hopefully it is. Uh, so go get yourself a Lotus or otherwise. I'm usually drinking the iced Americanos, but this time of year, the refreshing nature of the Lotus. Uh, pretty darn good. Nice shirt, by the way. Mm, Love it. You got, he's, got the, he's got the baby blue Brooklyn Dodgers, Jackie Robinson, number 42 on. Uh, J-Rob, baby. I've been, uh, I've been going on. This is this is so interesting. This is actually a, a good entry point to a fun conversation. I have been ruminating because we talked about a, a month ago when Jim Brown passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I read extensively about Jim Brown and his life. And... He was such a great multi-sport athlete. Right. They all, there's all of these proclamations that Jim Thorpe was one of the great, or excuse me, uh, Jim, Jim Brown, Brown was one of the great, or Jim Thorpe, also one of the great athletes. Yeah, um, Jim Brown, though, one of the great athletes. Yeah. In uh, all-around athletes ever, one of the great lacrosse players ever. Absolutely. Jackie Robinson was also one of the great lacrosse players Absolutely. ever. So then I found this crazy fun article about Jackie Robinson played football, Baseball and lacrosse, lacrosse at UCLA. Yeah. When he was at UCLA, 
in the mid-1930s, this is Depression era, Mm -hmm. UCLA and Montana, the Grizzlies, used to play in football yearly. What? The UCLA team was not called the Bruins back then. They named themselves the Bruins as a copycat of the Montana Grizzlies. Folks, I if you were listening, it, like me, your head should be exploding right How now. How crazy is that? So what? Jackie Robinson played for a UCLA team that was not the Bruins, and then they stole the mascot from the Grizz. How about that? <laughs> Ain't that some bleepity bleep bleep isn't, bleep? Isn't that crazy? What? Uh, but it, it's just amazing. So the, 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 the thing I was ruminating on, though, was... Now we're to this point where we're so insane about all these hyper specializations. And, I'm and over it. And over I, it. I, I know. And Rajim is a coach and mentor in this community. And I just keep thinking somehow, somewhere, there's this narrative being pushed that, first of all, the primary reason to get your kids into sports is so they can go to college. That's not the primary reason you should get your <laughs> kids a, into that's sports. A mixed priority. There, Sure. If you have a kid that's talented enough to go get a college education because of their ability as an athlete, that's great. That's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. That should not be the priority whatsoever, though. Never. High school, uh, even youth, youth sports, middle school sports, high school sports, they teach you so many valuable lessons, and you're actually going to probably learn more lessons from them if you're bad at the sport than if you're good at the sport. <laughs> Absolutely. So you should play all of the sports. Also, though, especially as we sit here in Montana. Most of the great athletes that have come out of Montana that have gone beyond the college level mm-hmm. have been multi-sport athletes. Absolutely. A very many of the guys and girls that go and play even college sports are multi-sport, multi-sport athletes. athletes. So we got to get rid of this, this specialization. And I was just thinking about Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson chose baseball and then became one of the great second basemen of all time. But he also probably could have played in the NFL. And he certainly could have played in a pro lacrosse league if that was something that existed. So I love your shirt. What? Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, why, thank you, sir. I appreciate the uh, the, the shout out. Um, we had a text earlier this week about... Um, Guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame in baseball. And that made me think of another fun uh, debate you could have. And that is sort of weighing the accomplishments of baseball. Because you know, professional baseball is the oldest sport in America. Yes. It came about right after the Civil War. Yep. You're, you're actually playing real professional league since the 1870s. Well, 1870 to 1942 when Jackie Robinson first broke into the Major League Baseball, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that are part of the history of the game that are part of the Hall of Fame that didn't play against black players or against any sort of minority players. The game was almost exclusively white. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's very interesting. There's this great new website that has like all the war, the the wins against replacement rating. That's such a key thing in baseball. They have scored out all of the former Negro League players as well mm-hmm. to try to put it in perspective and, and and sort of equate the numbers. And I think it's awesome because you can sort of compare and contrast and you just can't help but think, like, what would guys like Josh Gibson and Satchel Paige... Satchel Paige is get, always the first one that comes right, to like mind Right, guys like me. that that would just... Uh, what, what would they have been able to accomplish? And yeah. it's great that yeah, we've yeah. come to the point where we're sort of starting to acknowledge that and also being able to sort of directly and unbiasedly equate that from a numbers perspective. But um, I, I do think that there's just such a interesting part of the game when you think about it because there was just so many of the best baseball players in the world weren't they weren't playing with or against each other and so it's the whole first 70 plus years of the of major league baseball it, it just has i'm not gonna say it's tainted it's not tainted it's just not equitable no and it's it's it is hard to to um ascertain how far down the rabbit hole you can go with uh, compare and contrast uh, conversations, debates, and or arguments. The other thing, too, is like if you look at, uh, especially with with the Negro Leagues, like what if those guys had the same types of accommodations, diets, access to medicine, access to rehab? Like where would those guys have been with all of those other just like, commo- I don't want to say commodities, but just like privileges that sure. actually enhance your right. abilities within. Totally. So like I would love to, I'm, I'm actually after this, you just yeah. put, I'm going to Mulder style yeah. X file. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's roll. We'll, we'll, we'll pause on that because I, I actually think that's, that's an great. interesting conversation too. Is the accommodations, the resources, all that, but also you can apply that to all of the of athletes from the the bygone era as well, right? Absolutely. Dennis Rodman got in a bunch of heat today, or I guess earlier this week. <laughs> oh boy, because he was completely dogging on Larry Bird. Yep, he was saying. 
Larry Bird is unathletic. He can't jump. He couldn't guard anybody in the NBA. Dennis Larry Bird couldn't, an idiot. couldn't play in the NBA today. I love him, but he's an idiot I get for that Larry that. Bird has about a 12-inch vertical. I get that he'd probably have a hard time guarding James Harden off the dribble. But if you also gave Larry Bird modern-day medicine and PT and stretching, and he wasn't drinking beer and shoveling gravel all offseason, he had knowledge of how that's not good for you, that, that's it, it's just think about that because I do think like th- th- there's the there's the physical then there's also the mental right. I just think there's so many guys from the old school era. If you gave them the resources and the and sort of the the institution that is pro sports now, they could just be so good, right? Like Roland Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays or whoever you want to say from nineteen the nineteen fifties. You give them all the resources now; these guys are out of their minds. They they would be so because they have the fortitude and the mental toughness and the physical ability. Um, two sports that come to mind, and you'll probably be shocked with you know the sports that I primarily love, enjoy, and follow. But the two that come to mind that 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 I would love to see would be, believe it or not, boxing. Could you imagine Joe Lewis with training of today? Right. Sugar Ray Robinson. Sugar Ray Robinson. Like, For sure. Like, there's just certain dudes I would love to see from like a hundred. Dempsey. Right. Dude, he, they may not be able to box because they, they would kill people. Like, literally <laughs> kill people. I should have laughed, but it's true. It's true. And then the other one, believe it or not, tennis. Mm, like when you too. well, if you look at the, the the speed of things from a hundred years ago to the game of today, due to the you know athleticism, the training, and everything like that, tennis tennis looks very different. It's a faster game, more powerful game. It's a very very different game, and racket size, ball type, like all the things. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook What's here that? with us, riding shotgun with me, Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much uh, for hanging out with us. Uh, Olivia Collins, the Gatorade Player of the Year, two times over in girls soccer. Uh, coming up in just a minute, I uh, just saw Tommy and Andrew tag out of the the captain's chair back there in the producer uh, seat. So Olivia Collins uh, coming up as our most recent extension of our senior spotlight. It's presented by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Homes, as well as Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. McElmurray Homes, your go-to place for custom home building in Missoula. They have the best prices, the best products. They get the job done right. They're also fierce supporters of high school athletics around the state of Montana. And Dazzler's Car Wash, right next to us here on Radio Way, treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash uh, of Missoula. Senior Spotlight, we don't really have uh, a cap on this. We don't know how many we're going to do, but I I was uh, putting some stuff together um, from all the ones we have done. So we'll be redistributing the podcast links for all the Senior Spotlight interviews we've done so far. And uh, we're just going to keep on rolling through them until we think we've covered all the great high school boys and girls athletes from this uh, this last year, including... The young lady that joins us right now. She's Olivia Collins, a recent graduate of Bozeman Gallatin High. She is on her way to Boise State to play soccer and one of the more decorated careers of the last decade or so uh, in prep soccer in the state of Montana. Earlier this week, named the Montana Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year in girls soccer. Olivia, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. First of all, I know it's a very busy time, so we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. You're on your way to Boise State, and we'll come back to the opportunity to play there for the Broncos. But uh, what's this week been like? I know it's always a whirlwind. You graduate high school only probably a couple weeks ago, and then all of a sudden you get a couple weeks of summer, and bam, you're off to a new place. So where are you at in the world? How's the move going? And uh, if you've if you've arrived at Boise, what do you think so far? Um, yeah, actually, it's Sunday, so I've only got a couple days left here, but. It's definitely crazy. Um, it snuck up on me for sure, especially since, you know, I committed like over a year ago. So all this time I've been like, oh, like I have so much time before I leave. And now all of a sudden it's here. So, um, you know, just busy getting ready for that. But I'm really excited. Well, we're excited for you. It's an awesome opportunity for you. Take us through this experience at Gallatin High because this high school, brand new, it's only been around for a couple of years. And I believe when you won your Gatorade Player of the Year last year, you were the first Gatorade Athlete of the Year ever from Bozeman Gallatin High. And then you went out and got another one, too. So congratulations on both those awards. But uh, what's it been like just being at Gallatin High School and, and sort of sort of building high school sports, soccer, and otherwise from the ground up? 
Um, it's been such a fun time. Just like the people I've met, like everyone on my team, my teachers, my classmates, like it's just such a great environment, like the school itself and the soccer team, the track team, like every program that I've been involved in, I've just had such a fun time in. Um, I'm going to miss it for sure. Um, but you know, like program wise specifically the soccer team, like I don't think I've ever been on a team with so much chemistry and where the players have created such strong like friendships. And that's the thing I'm going to miss the most is just like the family like environment that was created. Um, so yeah, it was an amazing experience and I can't thank like my coaches and teammates enough for helping me to get where I am today. So yeah. Yeah, and Olivia, uh, Andrew Houghton here. That ended, of course, uh, this spring, the or last fall, excuse me, the first state championship in program history. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, you guys beat Sentinel 3-1 in that state championship game. Uh, what was that experience like going through and winning that trophy? Um, it was amazing, obviously. I mean, our team worked super hard the entire season, and I think... Going into it, we did feel a little bit a little bit of pressure after making it to the state championship game the previous year. Um, but yeah, we just worked super hard, and um, obviously, like all our hard work paid off. And I'm just really proud of everyone. Um, and at first, I couldn't really believe it because you know it was our third year as a program, so it's kind of amazing. But looking back on it now, just like seeing how hard we worked and how much we improved, like it makes sense that. We won because I don't think many teams worked as hard as we did. So, and one thing that I'm I'm always curious about is, uh, you know, how how soccer players get exposure in Montana because there's there's not a huge high level of competition around the state. What was it like for you as you started to get recruiting? What how what sort of was the path that you took uh, towards getting that Division One shot at Boise State? I mean, yeah, you're right. It is really difficult for athletes coming out of Montana for any sport to get recruited. Um, but my sophomore year, I joined an ECNL club out of Boise, actually. And I was able to, like, travel with them and play with them. And I kind of got recruited and watched, like, through the showcases and stuff like that. So I think clubs like ECNL and ODP and stuff like that are really crucial for all athletes coming out of Montana to kind of get that exposure um, and just, like, travel and, like, play in different states in front of different coaches at a different level of play, too. Because, um, like, when I look at the level I've been used to playing at and then the level of ECNL, it was just such, like, a step higher. And that's really where my, like, full potential and full ability came out, and I was able to kind of, you know, realize, like, oh, hey, like, I can do this. Like, I can play in college. So it definitely was a really crucial step that you see now being able to play with them. And I'm really grateful that I was able to. Olivia Collins joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our senior spotlight series presented by McElmurray Homes, as well as Dazzler's Car Wash. Olivia, a recent graduate of Gallatin High School uh, there in Bozeman and uh, on her way to Boise State to play soccer, the two-time Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in girls soccer here uh, in this treasure state. We talked about your award, but what was your reaction when you won the second one, Olivia? I mean, congratulations. That's so cool. What did you think? How did you feel? Um, It felt good, obviously. Um, awards aren't something I get, like, too excited about or, like, think too much about. Um, I just know that, like, my work paid off, and I'm just happy it did because I made a lot of sacrifices over the past, like, few years for my soccer career and for my school career, so I'm just glad that I got that kind of validation that I've been making, like, the right choices and that um, I was right in deciding to commit so much of myself to my sport. Um, so, yeah, it feels good. Um, feels really rewarding for all the hours I've put in. But, yeah, I've still got a lot to, to learn and a lot to look forward to. Andrew's the soccer junkie. I love me some soccer, too, but Andrew's the soccer junkie. I'm the track junkie. So I was loving watching your times in track and watching you improve and all that. So uh, how does that fit in to what you just talked about, sort of the sacrifices and pursuit of this ultimate goal in soccer? How did the track experience these last couple of years add to that? Um, I mean, honestly, just like track was important to me because it was another way to stay active because I wanted to do another sport. But I didn't play soccer in the spring because I didn't want to get burnt out um, because I think that happens a lot, especially with high school athletes. 
um, just getting burned out of their sports and not like finding the motivation to like go to practices and stuff like that. So track really helped me just like stay in shape, but also like stay active and stay fit for soccer. So I could get ready to train for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, still like similar to the soccer program, like the track team is amazing. The coaches, the teammates, and it was just such a fun experience and made me look forward to the rest of my athletic career even more. Olivia Collins here on Nuanas now. And most people that are joining the track team, the the events that they don't want to do, especially the 300-meter hurdles, how did you talk yourself into that? How did you get talked into doing that? Because that's one of the most grueling events in all of track and field, but you were so good at it. Um. Well, I fear that since I already was used to running the 400, the 300 hurdles couldn't be that much worse. Uh, so I kind of got thrown into the 400 too, though. Um, I just happened to be good at them, but yeah, after running 400, then, you know, they're a similar distance of a race. I was like, you know, can't be too bad and I can jump. So hurdles won't be too hard to get over. Um, and yeah, it just looked fun. So I was like, okay, why not? I'll give it a try. Olivia Collins, uh, women's soccer Gatorade player of the year for Montana, just announced heading to Boise State in the fall to play for the Broncos. And Olivia, tell us a little bit more about that that program that you're joining there. Of course, Boise State in the Mountain West. I know you guys play a good schedule every year, but what are you most looking forward to about joining the Broncos? And, and what do you think are going to be the biggest challenges at the next level? Um, I think what I'm looking forward to the most is just being in such a like intense environment where the coaches and the players and, like, all your peers are just, like, pushing you to be your best. Um, I'm looking forward to being, like, challenged and just, like, being able to, like, find and reach my full potential. Um, That is also – that goes hand-in-hand with what I'm most nervous for is the step up in intensity Um, because I know going from, like, high school sports to Division I sports, that's a big step when it comes to, like, speed of play and stuff like that. So – It'll definitely take some adjusting, but I think when I do adjust, it'll be really good for me to kind of just step into that new environment. Well, last thing for you then, when you look back at your high school career and everything that you've done to get to this point, what are the moments that you're going to remember? What are you going to take forward with you from your high school career? Um, hmm. Um... I don't know. I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that, like, there have been a couple times where I've been, like, training by myself or, like, training with a team, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't want to be here. Like, this is exhausting. Um, But then the next moment, you know, after the practice, I'm like, okay, that was actually fun. Um, So I guess the biggest thing is just, like, that I'll carry forward with me is just appreciating the fact that I'm able to play and appreciate the fact that I'm able to train, whether that's with a team or on my own or with a coach, um, because, you know, not everybody gets to, and not everybody gets the opportunities to play sports. So I'm just really grateful for that. Um, and all the time that I've put into it. So yeah, I'll just carry that with me through college and possibly beyond. Um, always just be grateful for the sport and the people around me while, while I'm playing it. Olivia Collins, the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, twice over in girls' soccer, headed to Boise State. Olivia, thanks so much for joining us. A pleasure hearing from you, and I appreciate you taking the time uh, during this busy time of year, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. We'll certainly be following along. We'll be in touch in the future, but thanks for joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. There you go. Bozeman Gallatin's finest. It's to me. It's really fun following Bozeman Gallatin. Uh, not not necessarily specifically that high school. It's just fun following something that's new, right? Because mm-hmm. there's only a couple times. It's just like it was so fun to follow high school baseball this year. It's new. Like Polson's going to be the only first time champion in the history of high school baseball in Montana. It's just like that young lady was the first only first time Gatorade Player of the Year. 50 years from now, people will say, well, who's the first Gatorade player of the year ever from Bozeman Gallatin High School? It's Olivia Collins. There and then it she, is. And then she did it again. So pretty darn good. Double down. Uh, she's a she's a phenomenal athlete. I mean, I, I was tongue-in-cheek when I asked her, but, like, to just pick up track mm-hmm. and then get, you know, win the Eastern Divisionals and the 300-meter I mean, you have to have such a special combination of speed, athleticism, endurance, but mostly mental fortitude. 
and and just skill and knowing how to put all of that together. Right. She's almost and like an out- compete. And that, exactly, and not and not being right. deterred by being a first timer out there. Like this is that wasn't your sport per se, right. but yet you still went out there. So that it takes a lot of fortitude, a lot of toughness. Kudos, tip my hat. To this her. is like our, our our guy Craig Metler when he was the Sentinel track oh. coach. When when the boy when the Sentinel coach. when the Sentinel boys won track for the first time in you know fifty plus years. I said yeah. I said Met. Send me your best boy athlete over here. And there's a great many great athletes on that a team. Bunch. He sent Zach Cruz because he's like, that kid knows how to compete. Zach was not seated to win anything. And no. he went out and got first or second in four different events purely because he know how to compete. And the, and the same year, took third in state in wrestling, <laughs> like, which is, was ridiculous and after had, winning a state title in football. Had never even wrestled in high school. He, no. just, he just had played basketball. He's like, well, I'm going to try something else. And he just goes and, totally. and, he goes and gets a, a medal in wrestling. It's unbelievable. Yes, sir. Uh, that, I love athletes like that. Full circle, that's our conversation about go, uh, multi-sport athletes. Appreciate Olivia Collins. Also appreciate Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes, mm-hmm. as well as Dazzler's Car Wash for the continued support of our senior spotlight. Why is the man that has become synonymous with the Missoula Marathon dominating at such a high level? Plus, we got another ap- update on Catherine Burkoff. We're not going to stop talking about her because she keeps setting American and world records. Missoula Hellgate's finest, one of the great swimmers to ever come out of the Treasure State. We'll give you an update on a couple superb Missoulians in our Garden City Spotlight next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. The miseducation of Coulter Nuanez continues. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Happy holiday. Happy summer. Happy everything. Rajim Seabrook riding shotgun with me here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I, I, you never cease to amaze me. I think I know so much about music. And then you come in here, especially hip-hop, man. We've been, if you've been following along, most Fridays, and at least mostly every week, at least, if, even if it's not a Friday, Rajim kicks it with us. And we've been doing sort of this... Uh, 50th anniversary of hip-hop, because that's coming up here uh, in just two months, the, the actual official 50th anniversary of hip-hop in America, which is very cool. But I always tell Raj to send in some songs so we can educate the masses or, you know, just revive some uh, previous education if you already know. I'd say probably like 75%. I know the stuff you sent. I'd never heard that before. That's a sweet song. That's a sweet artist. It, it is. And you know what's funny about it? It's really old. That's like 1991, maybe yeah, yeah. 1990. Yeah. Um, so and OG. And what's the rest of the And OG and the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. And um, back, you know, pre-World Wide Web, music yeah. was a lot more regionalized. You had, you know. The world existed before the internet? Yes, I had this great cave and hieroglyphs were my thing. And I, you know, I used to chisel all my furniture. No. Um, Here's why radio rules. We didn't have the internet here for multiple days. We had the show all all week long. We were rolling. The radio rules. So, Anyways. Uh, you know, you had artists that, you know, hip hop was alive and well, but there were artists that were out of cities that weren't just 
traditionally considered like hip-hop capitals or meccas, if you will. And these guys were from Roxbury. And if anyone knows where that is, that's that's the rough part of uh, right outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and they gave a very different narrative of not only uh, style and, and social cultural aspects of hip-hop, but just a different social geographical location of of people that traditionally we weren't looking at. Like when you think inner cities, you think you think Boston, you think Philly, you think New York, you think Chicago, you New think Jersey, Detroit, yeah. New Jersey, L.A., you know, bigger places. And then Roxbury. And it was like, man, brothers are struggling up there, too. So it gave like right. a different perspective of, of, of a people's plight in a different part of America that usually didn't get shine on it. But it came through through the music. Man, I love that. And also, it's sort of indicative of as the movement starts to spread. Right. Right. You know, we're talking 50 years. Mo- most of the late 70s and 80s was was largely dominated by one sector of the, the country. New York. New York and, and the Northeast. Yeah. And that's why this is so fun, because we can then go through how the it's all spread. And we're going to get to some a little later on, some Midwestern stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of the initial examples of it spreading, right? Yeah, I would say that, you know, that was a, a huge branch. And then, and then Philly, Philly was influential, too. And uh, right. we'll get... It's another conversation Man, for another day. I'll, I can't wait till we get all the way to L.A. Because it's coming. It's, it's definitely coming. coming. And that's something I studied uh, big time in, in college. Um, when I first actually started at the University of Montana, I was a, a history major. And then I realized that so many of those history credits were, boom, applicable to, to journalism. I, and I also knew I wanted to be a journalist. I was kind of just going 50-50. I ended up getting a history minor. But... I ended. I, I took a, a modern American history class, mm-hmm. and the thesis I wrote for that class was all about the L.A. riots. And I read mm. uh, read a book about it and watched a documentary about it. And well, what iteration of the L.A. riots? Because well, so I guess that's right. Because there's been multiple for, for the historians. Right. This is why you go to school. That's right. And read books and, right. and, and diversify your mind, yep. folks. Yep. So when 100%. someone says the L.A. riots, you have a cultural uh, historical uh, reference uh, of exactly. which one. I'm talking about the early 1990s L.A. riots. There the we ones go. that were. Uh, I mean, it's hard to pick a specific. Ignition point, but certainly right. one that was uh, when the the gasoline was poured on the fire with the Rodney King right, 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 incident, right. and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, there's the truck driver that had the I can't remember what his name was, but anyways, we'll get to that later on. We digress. Uh, we digress for sure. What else is new? <laughs> it's the height of summer. Just go check out Canyon River Golf Club. Canyon River Golf Club out there in East Missoula. It's a club. They say it's a club because it's in such pristine condition, but it's a public course. It is certainly the gem of public courses in all of Montana, especially Western Montana. Absolutely. Set out there on the Clark Fork River. They have done such a great job. They they got a new superintendent a couple of years ago, and he not only made the, the course immaculate then, but they've continued to improve it. The greens are amazing. The, the, the way that it's manicured, so phenomenal. It looks like it glows. It seriously does. It does. Man. It really does. And certain times of year, it's just it's one of the most beautiful pieces of property yes, in uh, Missoula. So go check out Canyon River out there uh, in East Missoula. So happy to be partnered with Canyon River uh, again for another summer. Time now for our Garden City Spotlight, presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They've created three different community solar programs for their members to take a part of and benefit from. So a couple things to talk about here in the city of Missoula. The Missoula Marathon was last weekend. I'm so impressed with all of you that ran the marathon. I went to meet my sister-in-law after she was done. My, myself and my girlfriend went down to meet my brother and his family and, and his wife who ran the half marathon. She invited me multiple times to, to train with her and run it. And I was like, I just don't think you're understanding the physiology of this situation. I'm not... I, Tatanka can't run 13 miles. It's not. It it doesn't happen. It's not. I hope you can run 13 feet. <laughs> I walk it. Oh, <laughs> I walk it all day, man. I, I I can walk to Frenchtown, no doubt about it. No, nah, no jogging for me. It, it's amazing. Though. I think you're a similar type of athlete as me, though. Like. Give me a basketball court I can run up and down Let's go. for get, four hours. Run with purpose, man. Give like, me 100 yards. I, get, I yes. can run 13 yards at a time in a football game for four straight hours. I'm just not trying to jog. No, no. Yogging. <laughs> it's a soft J. Yogging. So impressed with all the people that participated in the Missoula Marathon. Great community. Very event. cool. For anybody that did it and finished, if you did it and you finished, 
You're a star. Period. You you won the race because you did it for yourself. That's awesome. What was cool about it? The amount of young people I saw out there. So many young so people. So many young right? people. I was like, I wasn't and even. And the amount of older people, too. That was cool, too. But I'm just thinking, I'm not at that age bracket yet. I'm thinking about sure. my yesteryears. For sure. Dude, I wasn't. And I grew up in New York where the one of the biggest marathons on for the sure. planet. For sure. Dude, I wasn't trying to run at those ages. Yeah, no, not, for sure. Not me, but I, I kudos to those who do, man. Well, the coolest storylines right now in Missoula, though, is that Missoula, the Missoula Marathon, when it debuted, was a huge deal, and it stayed a huge deal. And now we sort of have this king of the Missoula Marathon. Mark Mesmer is the face of it. He the is dude. He is the dominant figure. He has won this thing now four years in a row. This year, he certainly was in the mix to break the course record, but... You give him a grain of salt. He, he missed the course record by uh, a minute and 52 seconds. But the dude was running by himself for the last two-thirds of the marathon. It's pretty hard to keep. I mean, when you're running two hours and 20 minutes and change in a marathon, you're running like six-and-a-half-minute miles 26 times in a row. That's an astounding thing. When you have no one else to push you, th- that's ridiculous. He also gets a little bit of a leeway for not breaking the record. No one to push him, but also he ran the Boston Marathon like Six weeks ago. So maybe the Missoula doesn't necessarily fit in his training cycle. But I just thought it was so impressive that a guy that's truly running at a world-class level. He got 31st at the Boston Marathon. That means you're seriously one of the Dude. 50 best runners in, in marathon runners on the planet. On the globe. And uh, so for him to be able to fit Missoula into his training cycle and then win it again, it's awesome. But then also you factor in he's a Missoula guy. He's, he's a Missoula Sentinel graduate. He's a University of Montana grad. I just think it's so cool. And so unique that the Missoula Marathon has a favorite son as the guy who's won it four years in a row. We'll take it, man. It gives us something to talk about, but it also gives there's another there's another young person out there who's looking at this guy win four straight who's shooting that's for right. that. That's right. And that's kind of what I like about it. Having almost like this local legend, not almost having, having a local legend for sure. uh, and, 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 a, and an icon in that running community. Um Tip my hat, especially because you know they wore that purple and gold. <laughs> Just a little bias to that old at school. Rajim Seabrook rolling with us here on Duanas Now, coach over there at uh, Missoula Sentinel. Um, Mark Mesmer and I have been in communication, so when we come back uh, next week, we will uh, we'll have the Missoula Marathon champion uh, on the show. I also think it, it, what you just said is so applicable, right? What's that? Anytime young kids see somebody that they they can. Look up to. They can yes. idolize. Yes, it, it can sort of set the pace for their life. But also, a lot of times, some of the people you look up to and idolize, what they have in terms of like their genetic gifts are not going to be, you know, as as uh, attainable for you, right? Absolutely. Like, like there's, you know, there's some great Grizz basketball players that I really looked up to when I was a kid. Well, guess what? I only grew up to be six foot one. I wasn't six foot ten. You're like. still looking up to them, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the greatest part about running to me. Right, kids can see Mark Mesper, and they can, you know, I don't. You do have a certain amount of physical gifts and genetics that goes in to be able to run marathons, True. but True. but it's it's a much more attainable thing. I'm not I'm not trying to say running two hour and twenty minute marathons is attainable. It's not, but I'm saying like if a bunch of kids are starting the pursuit of that as a lifetime sport because of this guy, that's pretty yeah, cool. That's a lot more attainable than thinking, man, one day I'm going to be in, in the, the NFL. A- MLB Hall right, of Fame. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I like that. It's a, it's a bit more realistic. Garden City Spotlight, presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy around the Garden City. The other note on a uh, Missoulian who has been unbelievably successful mm-hmm. in her uh I mean ever since she entered the spotlight it's been pretty much an endless string of records accolades gold medals Catherine Burkoff she's a Missoula Hellgate graduate she was a 16 time state champion in Missoula <laughs> out of Missoula I should say in Montana in high school swimming I, I believe that that's the most state championships you can win on an individual level she then took her talents to North Carolina State She's entering now her senior year there at NC State. Uh, But this last week, I guess Thursday night, that's yesterday, she won a national championship in the 50-meter backstroke. 27.13 seconds was her time. That helped her edge out Regan Smith by one one one-hundredth of a second. Mm. So that's basically how fast can you get your fingertips to the wall. Pretty darn cool. It's also the fastest time in the world this year and only a 
a hundredth of a second off of the all-time American record. So both Burkhoff and Regan Smith deserve so much credit because they are seriously threatening all-time great records in the 50-meter backstroke. Burkhoff also posted a time of 58.39 seconds in the 100-meter backstroke on Friday morning. Mm. That's also a personal best, and that's tied for the fifth fastest time in American history in that event. Burkhoff's previous best time was 58.61, so she's certainly shaving time off. Mm -hmm. I really hope that this young lady has uh, gotten so many accolades. She has been world-class, truly world-class since she's been at NC State. I hope the timeline lines up so she can make a run at the Olympics. Let's go. That would that would be, in my lifetime, the second Olympian coming out of Missoula. Eric Burgess, the other? Or third. Yeah. Uh, uh, when did uh, you move to Missoula? Uh, 99? 98? So 98 was the Nagano Olympics when yeah. Eric Burgess first won it in the aerial so that, ski jump. In. That gives me three. Who's your other one? Uh, well, I used to work with Chris Stevens' daughter. Uh, Chris Stevens, the principal of uh, Jeanette Rankin, her yeah. daughter, Darian. Oh, sure, uh, of course. What, what, the great mogul skier who just uh, ended her career. She was a multiple-time Olympian. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, uh, you know, kids, shoot for it because uh, for you, sure. you never know. That would Yeah, that would be my third Olympian coming out of Montana. That would be uh, super cool. So uh, we're rooting on Catherine Burkhoff. Let's go! Uh, We've actually inquired about Catherine Burkhoff, and uh, I've I've tried to go through sports information there at NC State. I haven't been able to track that down, so maybe we circumvent. If you, by chance, are a listener that that knows the Burkhoff family, I know her father, David, was a, a, I think was and maybe still is a swim coach here in Missoula, and he was an Olympian himself, multiple times silver medalist Mm -hmm. uh, in the Olympics. So, yeah, I mean, he... It runs in the family, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, it, it, he, it swims in their veins. That's right. He, <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Bad dad joke of the year. He kids. knows. He knows how to to uh, help uh, foster Olympic yes, aspirations. Yes. Let's say. Uh, so, congratulations to Catherine Burkhoff and mm. all her continued success. Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. How about a couple nationally renowned track and field athletes who recently earned Montana Gatorade Athlete of the Year? We will discuss. Plus. How do you make it from building Skyview to the Big Ten? Well, Brianna Williams blazed the trail. Pretty darn cool. We'll talk about some of the great high school stories in the state right now in our Prep Extra. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Did you know that the Roots wore a band before they were on the Tonight Show? We were talking about this. I actually think Dude, that a lot of people don't one, know that. There's one listener right now that was like, the Roots? The, 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 late night? Like, they were... that. Yeah, first of all, that's like from 90-something. That's no, like 94, sure. The Roots 95. had a whole catalog of music before. I'm, I, we were listening to the Roots for a <sighs> decade plus before they were ever on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, it's man. great that they're on there, oh, for absolutely. sure. But you can't forget. Like, oh, the yeah. Roots are... So sweet. The roots are so sweet. And on the historical tree of life in the world of hip hop, straight from Philly, Illadelph. Um, you know, see, you learn something new every, every time you hang every, out with Every G. day. And uh, they are my second favorite thing musically in the hip hop genre that's come out of Philadelphia. But what they did. What's was, your first favorite? Actually, believe it or not, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Like, if you take oh, him yeah. away from the Fresh Prince and you listen to his, his like. Oh, so smooth. Oh, and some of the production he did when he wasn't MC in two, so oh, good. So good. Um, but yeah, so that's one and two for me coming out of Philly. Um, the roots were huge because. There was a, a point in time where, uh, you know, hip hop was very like you were talking very East Coast, New York centric in particular. Then there was this way out West and there was the Southwest and the Southeast, then the Bay and all the things in between. And the roots kind of bought it back to some of the roots of hip hop going back to like jazz heavy. Uh, for sure. You know, jazz heavy tracks being I mean, sampled. Questlove is so famous for, you know, oh. tapping on the hi-hat now on the Jimmy Fallon oh, show. Yes, but like syncopation that, to its that, highest that degree. That is jazz. Oh, totally. Right? And bringing it back to those elements of hip-hop uh, for me were that's that's kind of where my head dwells in the more, you know, jazzy abstract aspect of music. Um, so yeah, The Roots, man. Way before Jimmy Fallon, probably way after Jimmy Fallon. And one of the only artists, if you look at their catalog, you know how on the back of CDs it would be track one, two, three, four, five? Right. 
they never stopped counting from their first album. So right. like on their eighth album, it's like track 88. And like nice, people are like, nice. dude, why is it track 88? And it's only the third one on the CD is because all of their their um, collective before that is numer- numerized up through. So yeah, little 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 footnote in the, uh, the annals I love of hip hop. That's like, that's like Andrew with his podcast. That's like a lot of us with our podcast. Hey, By the time we're all said and done, one. it's going to be like podcast, thousand, twenty five thousand million podcasts. Peas in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans now. Uh, ESPN Radio, welcome back. 50 years of hip-hop. It's it's officially 50 in August, but we're doing it all summer long. And I appreciate Rajim Seabrook for always contributing in all forms, but especially uh, his music history and music knowledge. Uh, we got a lot more coming up this uh, this show, so stay tuned Thank you, for sir. that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to... We're going to give you the news briefs when it comes to prep sports, but we'll save the discussion about the news briefs for hour number two because we are right up against it. Our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We told you on Wednesday about the Gatorade Girls Track and Field Athlete of the Year, Elisa Keller. She is headed to uh, BYU. She's a Billings West product. She... Threatened all sorts of records and even set a couple records this last year in the Javelin. One of the great Javelin throwers in the country. That's not an exaggeration. In the United States, Elisa Keller was one of the great Javelin throwers in the nation. So she's headed to BYU uh, to run or to throw, I should say, uh, there for the Cougars. And then the Boys Track and Field Athlete of the Year, uh, Gatorade Athlete of the Year, that came out today. Weston Brown, who was actually our debut subject for our senior spotlight. We, it's funny because we got a hold of Weston first because he had such a truly record-setting meet at the Class AA state championship meet. He's a Bozeman High School product. He um, smashed the all-class record in the 1,600 meters and also won the state championship in the 3,200 meters. Well, since we had him on the show, I feel bad because I wish I would have waited because he's accomplished so much since then. You say, oh, how can he accomplish more than setting an all-class state record? Well, he went and won a national championship in the 3,200 meters at the Nike Outdoor Track and Field Championships for high school. And then he gets this Gatorade Track and Field Athlete of the Year. So uh, very impressive by him. The other two cool pieces of prep news from around the state of Montana, Brianna Williams building Skyview product. Actually, I shouldn't even say product. She hasn't graduated yet. She's a senior to be there at Billings Skyview, but she's the reigning Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in girls basketball. She is headed to Maryland, so on the way to the Big Ten, as is Quinn Clark, a senior to be at Bozeman Gallatin, wide receiver there for the Raptors. He's headed to Nebraska, gave his verbal commitment earlier <clears throat> this week. We'll discuss all that, plus we got Smart and Dumb coming up in hour number two. Keep it right here. Who yes. now? ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 